<clears throat> Spill the oil lamp. Spill the oil lamp. That set this dry, boring place on fire. If you have ever made wanton love with God, then you have ignited the brilliant light inside that every person needs. So spill the oil. Is this really a boring place? All right. So one of the things to remember in what we're doing here in ILM in this pathway of sun and light is that this action we're sharing is really about the return of the soul back home into the realms of spirit from which it's come. Make no mistake about it. That really is the single action that we are doing here in this path to sun and light. Your turn. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> now go meditate. <laughs> but really, that's the truth. And all the words we put on it, everything we describe of all the unfoldings, the inner workings, the outer workings, how to be aware of that, how to move into it, how to live it, how to pay attention to know what to look for, to listen for. All that that we cover in here is really just to support what is really going on in this action of initiation, in the meditation that we do to support this action of initiation. And all of that is simply about the souls returning home to God. Those of you that are drawn into this pathway and wanting and have received initiation, it is for that specific reason. You know, the soul of who you are knows when it is time now to make that journey home. And so the soul turns and begins to answer that call that God is always issuing forth to all souls upon this pathway of life. And when that time comes, each soul will make that turn inside and begin to now look to spirit rather than the world to have experience. And so those of you that are drawn this way are answering that call. You know that movement within you, whether it's subtle or loud and clear. Whether you have a lot of experience that makes it clear or you have no experience, there's something inside of you that does know when you choose in this direction. But now here's another important part. On this journey of return, a big part of that is completing or finishing the karmas, finishing the lessons, completing the experiences that the soul has come into these worlds, the mind, the emotions, the imagination, the body, and through the unconscious. It is one of completion, of finishing things up. A lot of people, I don't know why, they tend to see that even as a negative. Not only karma is a negative, but even being done with this world is a negative, meaning, oh my God, if I'm going home to God, that means I hate it here. I'm judging this place. It's an evil place. It's terrible. Why am I even here to begin with? It's important to watch our inner attitudes and how we even look at this experience because it's those attitudes that can actually get us more entangled in the journey 
in a sense, hinder the process. Not really in a big way, and ultimately, no, it doesn't matter. But if we are making this journey, it's important to be aware of our inner attitudes and how we are looking at all of life. And that as we approach this journey of return, that we don't look at it of getting rid of, getting done as in I'm over this type of a process, but rather loving each and every moment, each and every experience, because the true journey of return is loving. It is the loving that we do inside that allows us to return, that opens the doors so the soul can return, that the soul can awaken to the greater knowing of itself and God. And so it's important to remember that really this is a path of ease and grace. And the way that is easy is by allowing the grace in, by holding our attention on the sound and the light, that action of God's loving we call the Holy Spirit, the sound current, the way, the river of loving, all of that. It's called hold our attention and focus on that. That's what makes the way easy and graceful. It's when we allow ourselves to get caught up in that focus down and out in thinking we have to complete. We have to do something to learn the lesson. We have to get rid of the karma. It's when we're focused into the world trying to get it done that we lose our focus from spirit. And it happens so subtly and so simply that we turn and really focus into the world, we often miss it, not even aware of that turning where maybe in meditation we are focused inwards and upwards to God, but as soon as we come down and out into the world, what do we do? We literally allow our attention to come down and out. Rather than, just as we are finishing meditation, opening your eyes, but keep centered and focused in spirit. Always centered and focused in spirit. Because as we do that, guess what the loving does? The loving is what fulfills and brings to completion the karmas, this journey of experience through this realm of time and space. That's the key. I know we say this over and over, and I hope it comes to the point where maybe it becomes boring. Because I know the nice thing is, if we're listening, we're receiving that flow of God's peace and loving. I know that. And you guys know that. That's why you come here. You wouldn't show up if you didn't get that on some level in some way. Whether it's just through the words or whether it's through an inner experience inside of you, even as you're listening, let alone in meditation. I know many of you, even when we're sharing in class, even with your eyes open or with your eyes closed, you may be having inner experience. You may be watching that purple light right now, still in that action of meditation, even with the eyes open as you listen to the words, yet still you, the soul, is having inner experience right here, right now. And that's really the key in coming to these classes. It's not just the words we're sharing here. It's really that movement of spirit where you, in a sense, by bringing yourself present here with this focus, are opening up and allowing yourself to receive 
that movement of spirit, just as you do in meditation. And maybe sometimes you even find yourself challenged in meditation to open to receive. So you come to class because by coming here, it actually supports you in a moving into that action of opening inside in meditation again. That's why we do these classes. It's not just the information. It's that action of loving that even takes place while we're sharing here. So what am I saying? It's important to participate. That's what I'm saying. It's important to participate in the movement of spirit wherever we find that. Wherever that is, whether it's here in a class, whether it's a workshop or a retreat, or if it's just in our own meditation by ourselves whenever we do that. It's important to participate because it is in the participation that the awakening and the fulfillment takes place. It's funny to talk about this, about awakening and fulfillment or returning home to God and finishing the karma. It's like we're talking about two different things. It sounds like polarity. But those two different things we're speaking of are really just one action. They are just one action. It's very interesting. For many years now in my own meditation, when I experience myself moving more into spirit, I don't know whether I'm going into spirit or spirit's coming down into me. You ever experience that? What takes place is emerging, where it's really all at the same time. We're moving up, God's moving down, and all that is is our consciousness we're moving into and allowing now that merging experience. What's first, the chicken or the egg, right? What's first, our going to God or God coming to us? It is the same action. There's no one or the other. Even though in this world of polarity, it'll sound like that. Even in the meditation, I talked about receiving and then giving. There's like two parts. But it's really just one action. Just one action of that movement of loving. But because here we are in the land of polarity and duality, we often see it as two different things. Two sides to the same coin. But it's one coin. But it's as we, in this land of polarity, allow ourselves to, in a sense, look at both sides of the coin, to look at receiving, to look at giving, to participate in receiving, to participate in giving. That is, we participate in both, in that is the merging where the two do become one. And that's an important thing to realize for all of us on this journey. So many people I know are great givers. They give and give and give. But if we don't allow ourselves to receive, there's not the fulfillment. In this world of polarity, it's important to do both things in order to fulfill. If you're one who just takes and takes and takes, well, at some point, there's going to have to be that giving action in order to fulfill that as well. You know, often Jim and I have shared about this pathway. It's a threefold path. One of meditation, one of self-study, and one of service. And so, it's important to really look at all those three actions and what we do to participate. The wonderful thing is, all three of those can be fulfilled in meditation.
Because in the action of self-study, we can receive the loving, and in the receiving, we awaken and become aware of self on all levels. Self-study, personal awareness, spiritual awareness, all right in meditation. Can we do workshops and classes where we write things down, do things in our journal, do processes? Yeah. Those all support that action. That's why we do them. They're all good to do. But you can do it all right in meditation as well. But guess what? Taking classes, doing retreats, what's it do? It gets us to go participate. And it's, as I said a moment ago, the participation that allows all of this to unfold. That's the key. So, if we really participate fully in our meditations, then also this action of self-study unfolds. And then there's the action of service. To me, service is also now the action of giving. Self-study to me, and I'm just making this up right now, but I hope it's a clear example, the receiving and the giving. The service is now doing, giving. Giving your love to God, giving your love to yourself, giving your love to others. Service, doing, action. Receive and give. So be of service. But guess what? Even the action of service can be done in meditation. So we have the self-study and we have the service. We have the receiving and we have the giving. All within ourselves and sharing with God. Right there, the simplicity of it all. But, you know, we're in this body, we're in this world, right? We've got all these mental, emotional issues. We have all of our fantasies. We have this body. Well, what are we going to do with this body? How am I going to participate in my physical life? Well, that's now the outer reflection. What do we do with this all? How do we participate? How can I live a spiritual life? Really, the question is, how can I live a physical life filled with spirit? That's really what it's about. How do we do that? You stay focused on spirit. You do meditation all day long. Because what is meditation? Focusing on the loving and the giving and the receiving. And in that, the awakening and the oneness unfolds. So even in our physical lives, that's all we need to do. I know all of us here go, well, what should I do with my life? Should I do this job or that? What, what about relationship? I'm having challenges. Whether I'm in one or out of one, I'm always challenged around relationship. Well, how do I bring spirit into that? You focus on the light of loving right here at the seat of the soul. That's what you do. Because guess what? This journey of initiation and this path of sound and light of return is about awakening to the loving. Not about what's going on in your relationship. Not about what job you've got. It's about awakening to the loving, regardless of your job, regardless of your relationships, regardless of what's happening in the world around you. But why do we make it about that? Because we come to groups like this, it's a heck of a lot easier to focus on the loving we go to work or into some bad relationship or whatever out there in the world and where there's turmoil or stress, we think it's not spiritual because we have all of this hate and anger and upset 
disturbance. And so we think it's not spiritual out there. So we think we've got to go do these physical things to be spiritual. Pay attention to that. Because all we have to do to be spiritual is just to be in the spirit of who we are, regardless of where we are, who we're with, or what's going on in the world. It's amazing. And I know many of you here have had that experience where you've been in the midst of total chaos or stress, even death situations, and you've found yourself coming centered in your soul and have found the situations to just move into an amazing action of grace or peace where all you experience is loving in what looks in the world around you, chaos, major disturbance, but inside of you is just this amazing place of loving and strength and grace. You had that experience? When you have that, that's when you know you're really standing in that greater action of God's loving. If you haven't, keep doing the meditation because there will be a time each of us will have not just one, but plenty of those experiences in whatever way God wants to bring them forward to support us on our journey. So be aware of all these things. Don't think spirituality has anything to do with what we're doing with the body physically. Spirituality is who we are as the soul, regardless of the condition of the body. So to be spiritual, all we have to do is focus on the spirit. And then we are spiritual. So the next time you get upset, you get challenged, you don't know what to do, you're confused, you're in doubt, worry, fear, just come back to the seat of the soul. Come back to the spirit. That's always the answer to every condition, is to always come back to the spirit. That answers all things. Because on this journey of completion, it is when we return to the spirit, is it complete? When we return to the spirit, is it all complete? The first step is coming to the spirit here within the body at the seat of the soul. And then from there, the spirit makes a journey back through all the different experiences, through all the realms. But that unfolds automatically as we just keep coming back to the loving. The relationships, they work out. The physical circumstances, regardless of what they are, they work out. Sometimes they look awful. Sometimes that's completion. Sometimes there's wonderful outcomes of things, and that's completion. It doesn't matter if it looks good or if it looks bad. It's still a movement, an experience unfolding, bringing things to a fulfillment in the soul's journey of learning and experiencing in this realm of time and space. So don't even worry about trying to make things good when they seem bad. And don't worry about trying to make them bad when they seem too good. Don't we do that too? Oh, this is too good. So we do something to sabotage it, make it a little worse than how good it really is. It's too good to be true. 
So therefore, it probably isn't. So I'll make it that way. But guess what? We're still just playing a game of polarity. Why do I do this? Maybe I should go have psychoanalysis so I can figure this out. And sometimes we do. And we figure it out. And we keep doing it. But we know what we're doing now. In other words, it gives you an answer, but does it give you fulfillment and completion? The only thing that fulfills and completes is the loving and the soul's awakening and that action of return. That completes and fulfills everything. Everything. So as I started with, this pathway of sound and light is a pathway of completion and fulfillment. And what is completion and fulfillment of the realm of time and space and the soul's journey? Completion and fulfillment here is the awakening into the fullness of who we are in our oneness with God. That's what it is. Well, I like the words completion and fulfillment. And I'm going to approach it just a little different. If you stop and think, we've been on the pathway of completion and fulfillment since our soul came into being. Our soul came into being through God's loving. And God gave our soul an intention, an intention of action to go forth in that action and to fulfill itself. And it gave the soul a direction, a motivation to complete so that the soul would truly be fulfilled in itself. That action began as it moved forward into the movements of creation as creation came into being. And it began to experience creation and began to experience the creation once it was fulfilled. And it came on down even into this physical universe. When it came into this physical universe, it's very interesting. As it put its big toe, if you will, into the waters of life in this creation at the top of the etheric realm, in that moment, it began to be drawn into this creation. And as it did, it came in in innocence. But it also came in with motivation. It came in with an understanding that God's direction, God's directive for the soul's journey, led it here for a purpose, for a fulfillment, to learn, to grow, to become through the actions, through the reactions, through the loving, through the hating, through all that was down here to be experienced in the polarities. But what's interesting is when it first came into this creation, it was, in a sense, innocent. It had no involvement here. It had no parts of itself attached caught up in anything of this creation. 
it came in to begin to experience. And then as it experienced, it began to get caught up in, it began to attach, it began to be involved, it began to get lost. But all that is a part of the journey that God gave us to go into and have experience in in the very moment of the soul's creation. And so even in all that we have experienced throughout all of lifetimes in this creation has been a part of the action of fulfillment and completion of the soul's journey. It didn't just start at initiation. It started the moment that we came forth as individualized divine presence out of the oneness of God and into this experiential movement. And it continues as we move through this physical creation. So the key is, is to look and know that everything you're doing right now, whether you're an initiate or not, is a part of the untold story often of the soul's journey and its fulfillment and completion of its journey. The wonderful thing about it is, as an initiate, we have something present within us that is anchored inside of us that begins to assist us in getting a clear understanding, a clear vision, a clear calling of awakening back to the truth above the etheric realm, in the realm of soul, in the realm of spirit, and come into the greater knowing of who we truly are, letting go of all those illusions that have entrapped the soul down here. As you came in, you had no attachments. There was nothing drawing you down here other than God's impulse for you to go into this creation to have experience. And now we're following another part of God's impulse that lies within us to return home from which it came. We want to follow that inner impulse, that inner calling, that inner drawing, and continue to follow it just as we followed it coming here. So now we follow it as we leave this creation to return home. And just as we left, uh, just as we entered into this creation and had no attachments, there was no part of ourselves caught up in this world at the beginning of our journey here. So the end of our journey here is to be the same. There is not to be a remnant. There is not to be anything left of us here as we withdraw. That's part of the action of meditation. Because in meditation, every day that we sit down and meditate, we are calling our essence back to ourself, back to the seat of the soul, back to the place where the soul can begin the inner journey of oneness, of fulfillment, of completion. And it begins to withdraw its attention, its focus, its attachment from all the elements of the physical creation, everything and begins to free itself. And in that, it begins the next part of the phase of the journey of completion and fulfillment. 
The first part of the phase was go down and get involved. Go down and get attached. Go down and spread yourself all over this place. Lose yourself in it. The next part of it is, and now reclaim yourself. Now fulfill that which you are. And bring back all that you have dispersed into this creation. Bring it back to yourself so that you can now return from which you came. So this action that we are on is in a sense a reclaiming. Bringing back all of our consciousness, all of our soul essence, all that we have that is truly us as soul, back to ourselves, detaching ourselves from this creation and allowing it begin to move freely upward once again, back to its own true nature and spirit. And so as we sit in meditation every day, we are doing just that, whether we know it or not, we are doing that. We are allowing the soul essence to come back to its true fulfillment here, to its completion here, and to begin to move throughout all the realms of this creation and home. And just as we came in innocent and not involved in this world, so we will leave it. And so in our meditation, we begin to rise up to the soul level of each of the realms that we are moving through. And the more we do that and anchor ourselves there, the freer we get of that realm beneath us. We want to, in a sense, leave this world and have the world not even remember us, not even know that we were here. And that's what this action of initiation, this action of meditation as an initiate is all about. It's kind of like the Irish blessing that you might at death be in heaven before the devil even knows you've left. That's the game plan here. 